Parsha Shalach is the story, of course, of the Miraglim. But I want to talk a little bit about the Haftairah of Parsha Shalach, which is the story right in the beginning of Yehoshua, when Yehoshua sends two Miraglim, who were uh, two spies, Kalev and Pinchas, to spy out Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and specifically, they spied out the city of Yerichai, which was the first city that was conquered by Yehoshua. Now, both Kalev and Yeshua and uh, Pinchas were now no youngsters at that point. Kalev himself says in the Pasik that he was 80 years old, at least. And uh, Pinchas was, may have been quite a bit older. So there are two quite old gentlemen who Yeshua chose to be the ones to spy out uh, Eretz Yisrael, right? Which is, is interesting. And they went, entered the city and they went to a woman named Rachav. Rachav, who's referred to in the Pasig as Rachav HaZoyna. Not clear exactly what the word Zoyna means, even though Chazal translated it literally as uh, Zoyna, a woman who, who, uh, is, is, who sins and causes other people to sin. But uh, the, the simple translation may be something else. Regardless, Rachav Hazaina was the person that they met. She seemed to run an inn and built in the walls of the city of Yerucha. She had an inn carved out in there, and then that's where they went. And they didn't get very far. So they just basically made it within city walls. And immediately the king of Yerucha found out that they were there and started chasing after them. And Rachav Hazaina, even though she got a message from the king that she, he, she should hand over these two spies, she seemingly made this snap decision to defect to Klal Yisrael's side, and she hid the Miraglim, she hid Kalev and Pinchas, and led the king's men on a wild goose chase. And at that point, after everything, all the dust settled, she confided in the Miraglim. She talked to Pinchas and Kalev, and she told them, Yedati ki Hashem I know that Hashem has given you Eretz Yisrael. And your, the fear of you has uh, fallen upon us. All the inhabitants of Eretz Yisrael have lost their nerve. They're, 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 they're in uh, terror because of you. So we heard that Hashem dried the, the waters of the Yamsuf and led you through Kriyas Yamsuf. We heard how you killed all the, the, the nations that surrounded Eretz Yisrael that were in the way of Klai Yisrael entering Eretz Yisrael. You destroyed them. And our hearts became melted away. And there wasn't any strength in a man to stand up against you. Your God He's the God in heaven above, al ha'aretz mi tacha. So this is a beautiful statement of Amunah Bashem, right? It's the full statement of belief in Hashem, rejection of Avedazara, like what we say in Eleinu every day. Um, and it was based on her witnessing and hearing the great display of might and, and wonder that Hashem performed by Shiyamsuf and through the Midbar, conquering the lands near, near Eretz Yisrael. And she testifies that all the men have lost their nerve to stand against Kal Yisrael, but... Yet, she's the only one who defects. Only Rachab, nobody else. Nobody else uh, went over to Kali Yisrael's side. And she's the only one who does tshuva. Now, after hearing her testimony, they leave. And seemingly, they've accomplished their mission of spying out Yerichai just by having this conversation with Rachab Hazaina. Uh, and all in all, they've just met one person and they were in hiding for the most of the time. But they go and they tell Yeshua, it's the last Pasuk in the Haftarah, they tell him with confidence, based on their trip, Hashem has given us the whole Eretz Yisrael, and all the people in the land are in fear of us. 
So, like, what happened? Why was their trip to Rachav Hazainah, of all people, right? The, seemingly the, you know, the most Tame person they could possibly meet. And why did she do tshuva, only her? And why did this definitively demonstrate that they will be successful in conquering Eretz Yisrael? So there's a sefer on Tanakh called Ber Moshe. It's a, more of a contemporary sefer, a beautiful sefer. But he explains a concept. And this is really a very important concept. It's really applicable to the, uh, how to understand the whole of Sefer Yeshua, how it discusses the different parts of the conquering of Eretz Yisrael, the different parts of the war. There's a lot of interesting things. And this is a very important underlying concept that helps us understand what was going on. He says that the war in Eretz Yisrael was not a physical war in any sense or fashion. There was nothing physical about it. It wasn't won in a physical way. It was totally a spiritual war. His language is, So a very great and deep Indian. The Mulcham of Yeshua with the 31 kings, it wasn't a physical war. Primarily, he Mulchemes Ruchnis. It was a Ruchniistic war. It was a spiritual war. Mulchemes Hakadusha Emasitra Achra. It was a Mulchama between Klal Yisrael, who represented the holiness, with the other side, the Sitra Achra. And the beginning, the preparation for this war, started with the two Tzadikim, Pinchas and Kalev. Klal Yisrael were only Zaycha to conquer Eretz Yisrael because they were such on an, such an elevated spiritual level. They had to be on a high enough level so that the depraved immorality that was Eretz Canaan, which rivaled Mitzrayim, they were all the children of Cham, would not only not affect them, but the power of their Kedusha would subdue that Tumah in totality. And this took place in a mini-scale with Rachav Now she, Rachav was effectively the cream of the crop when it came to immorality and Tumah. Chazal say she was a Zayna who had been practicing her craft from when she was 10 years old. That's when Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim for 40 years. So she was 50 at this point and she had been the professional in the field from when she was 10 years old for 40 years. And all that while Klai Yisrael had left, had gone through Yamsuf, she heard all about that and she was busy doing her thing. right? And she heard about Kriyas Yamsuf and she didn't stop. And Chazal say she was famous. She was a celebrity in this field. People from all over the country would come to see her. She would bring them into her home through the very same window that she lowered Pinchas and Kalev, helped them escape with the very same rope and with using the same hiding place. Chazal talk about her reputation as such that if you see what Chazal say, there's no comparison to that today. There's no one who's as Tame as Rachel Hazayna was then. She was off the charts. Seems hard to imagine. And this woman made the snap decision when faced with the holiness of Pinchas and Kalev to repent, to do tshuva. And her tshuva is nothing short of astounding. I mean, she had been steeped in Tumah to a level which impressed the people of Canaan. And she was the furthest away from Kedusha possible, but she believed in her ability to do tshuva and to repent. She told Hashem, Chazal say, as she was lowering Kalev and Pinchas out of the window, she said, this rope which was used for such Avera should now be atoned, I'm using it for a mitzvah. This window which I used for Avera should be an atonement that I'm using it to save the Miraglim that I've done for the past 40 years. Now that's mind-blowing, the belief and faith that a person such as her, to on her level of tumah, of depravity, believed that she could do tshuva and she could change, and she did. But Chazal tell us, and Rashi hints to this in, in Yeshua, and this is, really, this is really fascinating, that something actually happened over here between her and Kalev and Pinchas. When Kalev and Pinchas went to stay in her home, the Pasuk says she hid each one of them individually. Then Chazal say, and Rashi hints at this, she went to each one and she said like this, she went to Kalev and she told Kalev, Pinchas, your friend, he already did an affair with me. 
I was Mizana with him already. And now I really want to do a Znus with you as well. Kalev was not impressed. And he said, Which uh, effectively means, never happened. <laughs> he said, that's not true, never happened. Then she went to Pinchas and she tried the same thing. She said, Kalev, your friend already sinned with me, and I want to sin with you. And Pinchas said, Never happened, no, no way, never, that never happened. And that was the moment, when she saw that, that was the moment she did tshuva. And that was the ultimate power of Kedusha over Tumah. They were faced with the ultimate test of, of Tumah and, uh, and, and maintaining their Kedusha and the tremendous Tumah of Rachav Azayna, which had tremendous power over people. And not only did it have no effect on them, they had a positive effect on her. And she was so amazed at their holiness that at that moment she became convinced of their holiness and the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his Taira and became determined to do tshuva and convert no matter the cost. She defected. And this in itself teaches us a very valuable lesson, which is the Torah enable, enables a person to withstand such tumma and such a test. And that's the ultimate proof, and that was the ultimate proof in Rachav's eyes. Now I know that the Torah is true when I see something like that. And she's not wrong, because that is the ultimate proof of the truth of the Torah. Now, we can go through logical proofs that the Torah is true, and, you know, there's all, there's, there's many seminars are, that, that, that are devised and they revolve around the logical proof, which are all true and all very important. But if you want true emotional proof that the Torah is true and the Torah is MS and the Torah is inconvertibly, it's divine. If you want a, a proof that speaks to your heart, that, that's just rock solid, you see that, if you do that, if you, the Torah enables you to have control over yourself, if the Torah, through the Torah, you see the Kedusha allows you to be different, to be elevated, to be holy, there is no better proof to the truth of the Torah. And anytime that we do that, anytime we successfully do Avedis HaKadosh Baruch Hu and stand up to our, other, to our, to our, our, our negative inclination, to our Yitzhahara, it within ourselves. We have just testified it to the truth of the Torah, and we, if we think about it, it, it creates a level of amuna and, and belief in Hakadosh Baruch Hu that's unparalleled. That's the real foundation of our amuna. <clears throat> and uh, this was what Kalav and Pinchas needed to see: that the person who represented the greatest level of Tuma, when they was when it was when she was faced with the kedusha of Klai Yisrael, with kedusha of Tyre, not only did it not affect them, but she was subverted. She the kedusha went over to the tzad kedusha. She did the tumah went over to the tzad kedusha. She did tshuva. She she repented and she went through a total one eighty. She went from being rachav hazaina forty years, starting at ten, to becoming the wife of Yeshua Benun, according to Chazal. And that was when they went back to Yeshua and they said. We have this. Now we know. Hashem has given us land because we have this. We have that power. We have that Kedusha to totally override the Tumma of Canaan. And this spiritual war is won. That was the, what the purpose of their spying was. And that was mission accomplished when they came back. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.